0: Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride Pride, the Podcast featuring special guest, founder and CEO of Transgender Talent, Ann Thomas. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with
1: Pride.
2: Episode of Pride, the podcast, brought to you by our special friends at Rehab Entertainment and DNR Studios. Thank you guys. Your boy Box Wine poppy on the soundboard. I'm Andrew Rios. Okay.
3: I'm Durrell. Wait! No! 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 No!
2: No! 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 No!
3: No! 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 I'm Durell Anthony. I'm Ashley
0: Mitchell.
4: And I'm Brayden Brett. Will your balls go, break? <laughs> I left them in Mexico. Oh,
3: <laughs> that's a good
0: one. That's, a, that's, good that's
4: one. a good one. I'm just kidding. I'm Ione K. Cummings. Yay, Yay. She's back.
3: Thank you for coming. Back. Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. Um, how have you guys been? It's been a crazy, like, what, two weeks? I'm
2: exhausted. Week? You know how last week I was like, oh, I started this new gig and I'm so happy. I'm so tired. Yeah, not happy yeah. No more. But no, I'm really happy, though. No, I really love it. It's great. The first, My first official week was good. It was a solid, busy week. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone keeps saying I'm doing a good job. Uh-huh. I have emails to prove it. Yeah. No one. You, ain't <laughs> you got, no got receipts. Email. I, I want to receipts. see the receipts. I want I to see a, them. Receipt. I flagged I believe them. Because I was like, this is a nice email. <laughs> I've, I've done
3: that before, too, when people are really kind. Like, okay, thanks. But and I'm like.
2: Even, so I had to like email my uh uh, director of Operations to be like, "Hi, Robert, I'm gonna be an hour and a half overtime. Um Just giving you a heads up when you go to see my time card because of the happy hour." And he just said, "Oh, th- hey, thanks for the heads up, and thank you for all you're doing to assist us, or some shit like that." And I was like, oh, "You're welcome," because I feel like I was I, I, I'm doing a really good job. At least people don't know what's what what's happened. Because tell like, him so. Oh, oh, this is stock. This is always stock. This is this is. Clean.
3: Mm-hmm. I be we love down. to wipe
2: down a
5: credenza. i
3: be
2: down All right. credenza.
3: <laughs> I, have a, I have a story, y'all. It's gonna be quick because we got some hot topics to talk about today. Uh-huh. Adam Rios loves wiping down a credenza. When him and I worked together <laughs> at uh NBC Suites, you could always find Adam wiping down the credenza. And it was always clean. Adam loves to wipe down. I don't Listen, I don't
0: Cleanliness just... is next to holiness, darling. So. Sure. It,
3: like, it starts next to godliness. Is that right? It's this the same thing.
4: What they Some, sure? well, about godliness,
3: Sometimes. holiness. We used to have that on our wall and we painted over it.
4: What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what <Was laughs> it? It, it was in
3: our shower. Did
4: your went. roommate do it or was it like there? He didn't do shit. He didn't clean ooh. his ooh.
2: nothing. And so like not. I'm talking about the
4: roommate that was there before.
2: Oh.
3: oh. He didn't clean? clean
4: either.
0: Okay. <laughs> and that's that's it.
3: Nobody <laughs> nobody that we've had living in that apartment but us three have cleaned. Yeah. That's cause for dismissal. I'm sorry. Well, they're all dismissed. <laughs> right. They're all dismissed. And you know who else is dismissed? Megan McCain. Because <laughs> that bitch... Ha- Bye, Bye, Ashy, And it's funny, because all of them were ashy. Um, so, yeah, Megan McCain is going on a tour right now, talking about, in her book, how she decided to leave the view when Joy let her know, like, Who I cares? didn't miss you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, your white tears are not going to affect anybody here. Um, and Whoopi ain't said shit. And she said, I also cried when Whoopi told me the girl stopped talking. Um, so do you guys think that, you know, co-hosts in general, not necessarily Megan McCain, but people that we find out, we talked about uh, Kelly and... Um, Michael Strahan before when they were working together do y'all think it's interesting when co-hosts have falling out or even co-actors have falling out like and they still are able to work together or what?
4: It depends on A what's getting leaked mm-hmm. is it juicy mm-hmm. B is what getting leaked disrespectful to either party because mm-hmm. then in that case I'm like I don't want to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But I got to say about Megan McCain in particular, I read a tweet mm-hmm. and I wish I could remember who wrote it, but it was hilarious. That was like, isn't it so American or conservative or something to um, run around talking about how this is the this is a toxic work environment, but you the one who made the environment toxic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she well, did. she doesn't know that. She doesn't. Yes,
4: this is the least aware person.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she literally did make the... and So ABC has actually came out, Legal Note coming in. ABC uh, did come out and make a statement. <laughs> Hello, I am Darrell Anthony, <laughs> reporting live from ABC executive offices. And they have stated um, in a statement that Meghan McCain actually was the person who was causing the issues on set. Um, and that she was actually asked to be... Like, they were like, we're not going to renew your contract. And so, you know, something similar happened to Ruby Rose this week. Ashley and I, as you know, watch Batwoman. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turns out Ruby Rose has apparently been a problem with every set she's been on. Well, first she came
0: out and was just like, oh, the environment was toxic. Like, a lot of people got hurt and they don't care. She was like, people said I was stiff, but I had to have surgery and then had to come uh, come back to work 10 days later and blah, 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 blah. So we're like, oh, shit. Like, Ruby Rose is spilling the tea. And then Warner Brothers was like, um, no, bitch, you're problematic. You got fired. And here are the receipts. And then other people were like, yeah, Ruby, you kind of like... You it's suck. funny
4: because she's <laughs> yeah. coming out and saying it's not true. She said it's categorically not true. I don't know if she actually used the word categorically. but she that, she is e- that sounds like patient. something that'll
3: come right. out of her mouth.
4: <laughs> I think it's both I think she
0: has true things that she's that she said and then also on the other side like obviously she did get fired like nobody believed that she was allergic to the latex and that's why she stopped being Batwoman. What like, a
2: rocket. That
0: that's what they say the latex. Latex
4: is a real bye. allergy. It, it is. It's an allergy. It is but like You can go bef- into anaphylactic shock.
0: No yeah 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 for sure for sure but we all saw the performance and right. nobody liked it and, liked and it, it was very clear that it's just like We want to do this show, but not
4: with you, baby. And so, and thank God, because they replaced her with a wonderful black actress. Huh? Has has that ever happened before and been successful? Like, where you had to replace the lead?
0: Um, Yeah, it
4: happened Um, with Roseanne. Oh, that's true. The
0: Connors is the doing Connors, great.
4: And the Connors is doing better, I heard. I they actually
0: are. like enjoy watching the Connors. I think I never watched Roseanne because I didn't care for Roseanne. I like yeah. the
4: old 80s episodes when yeah. I didn't know the world was like racist I was a child. Yeah, the oh, Roseanne well.
3: Halloweens back in the day were classic. But it's nice to see actors from that show be able to stand on their own two feet without Roseanne chewing scenery. And John Goodman, I mean, we've always known. John Goodman is amazing. Um, we've always known Laurie Metcalf. But now we're seeing... Sarah Gilbert step up in a way I don't think she has before. Mm-hmm. We're seeing Lise Gordon step up in a way. We're seeing Michael Fishman, when they want to feature him, step up in a way. And I think that It feels like the cast can breathe now. And I think that that's very important. You know, another cast who feels like that they can breathe um, is really quickly Beverly Hills. You know, it came out this week that Lisa Vanderpump actually did, an executive producer of Beverly Hills, who's no longer working there, might I add, did come out and say that Lisa Vanderpump did leak the truth about Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy.
4: Indirectly.
3: Indirectly (laughs) to the blogs. And everybody's like, yo, Lisa did it. And and we all knew that, but I, you know, we talked about this before about you know reality TV really breaking that fourth wall, and you know Adam and Ashley have both worked in reality TV. Do mm-hmm. y'all do you guys think with the fourth wall being broken that this is a sign of like, you know, people no longer enjoying Apple uh, reality TV anymore?
4: I actually think it's a sign of things getting scarier and messier.
1: Yeah.
0: But here's also a thing: people also know it's now being produced to break the fourth wall. Yeah. Mm like that is also being produced. And I think it's it's really hard to tell sometimes what's real and what's not because everybody knows there's a camera in front of their face.
3: Right, right, right. And you it's just like no me.
0: matter what, there is always gonna be some element of a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah and so even now because people know that they we react to the fourth wall being broken it's just being broken on purpose so it's kind of like I don't know I mean it's just it's all produced it's all like, produced yeah Like I I like working on love and hip hop the beef that people have is usually real Yeah like these people do not like each I other I thought
4: some of it was yes most of it was real but some of it is like it, they've they've it, they're over it, but like the producers encourage them to pick old wounds. Yes, yes, it scars. is.
0: Yeah, but there has to be there does have to be some element of truth to it. Otherwise, you can completely tell when you're like, okay, like you're not. You don't even, mad. This,
3: these people don't even know each other. Right, yeah. right.
0: You can tell, but you know it's. But it's, then, a, it's a it's a balance.
3: But then what I have to think about is like when it gets dangerous, right? Because, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware. So the last reunion that Kim Zolciak was at in uh, Atlanta, um, her husband, Croy, actually brought a gun to the reunion and it came out recently. There's a book, uh, Diamond and Rose, I believe is the name, that's coming out with all these Housewives Secret. And he actually brought a gun to the reunion. And Andy Cohen said it was the first time that he, I can't believe it's the first time that he (laughs) felt that someone was going to punch him in the face and and like hurt him. And he was just like, Croy brought a gun, the security said leave it in the car. And they asked why he brought the gun, and he said, "Cause I thought it might get violent." And I'm like, "So you thought it might get violent between?" A bunch of women, and so you were gonna pull out the gun and shoot. So, were you dealing with black Ruth? women specifically? Black women specifically. And I mean, sorry, your wife was racist, and your wife did racist things throughout the entire run of that show. Throughout mm-hmm. the entire run, I mean, Sweetie is one particular <laughs> one, but like <laughs> saying her daughter taking photos saying Nene had roaches and things like that, like Kim Zolziak Bierman was racist throughout that show. So, her husband's choice was to bring a gun to the reunion and, and shoot a bunch I of black always women.
4: Knew- that Croy was a redneck, but like this goes like deeper than anything I ever thought about him. Mm-hmm. If that makes any kind of sense. But like Yeah. What?
0: It's like, what were you thinking? I mean, you weren't, clearly, but it's just like, what how did you think
4: this if would end? If it was gonna turn violent, no one was gonna kill you. You might have got a punch, a scratched face. Your hair pulled. Your hair pulled. But like nothing that was gonna go on, and particularly, we're not talking about love and hip hop. We're talking about Bravo. Yeah, and, <laughs> right. and, and there's a better. line. There's a line
3: that Porsche crossed, and that <laughs> Porsche
4: crossed. But I'm saying there's a line, right. That's a little further back on a show, right? Like love and hip hop, exactly. So yeah. like, what, what were? You, there's no way you were there. For, you brought that for those reasons. You're mm-hmm. other than like you have some kind of deep seated white supremacy thing mm-hmm. that you were unaware of. Yeah. I mean, we'll never fix.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean you know honest, and, and we we'll talked about how dogs. dangerous like guns. I mean we're never gonna try to even fix it. Croy Kim we hope you continue to be tardy for the party. Stay out of here. Um, <laughs> but you know guns are guns have been they're a really scary thing to bring into it and you know recently um, Alec Baldwin <laughs> there was an incident that happened on the set of Rust. Um, oh my you know gosh. Our hearts goes out to uh, the DP um, Helena who was killed, I mean, and, and Joel, the director who was shot, like, it's it's a very, very difficult thing to kind of come to terms with, because right now I feel like people are, you know, well, you have two sides. You have the Republican side actually saying, oh, remember how you said Trump this and that? Can we do this? Lauren Borbart actually wrote earlier, she's like, Alec, you still got those shirts? Talking about hands up, don't shoot. Like, they're turning it into Ooh, something that's, political. That is energy. so nasty. It's, it's so nasty, and, you know, I think that you know Alec Baldwin did release a statement that he has been mm-hmm. in touch with the family. He is this, uh, he's you constantly know, he's talking. To his with he's, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I don't want to put blame that he. First of all, he didn't do it on purpose. I don't think he said, "Let me load this gun." And that's not what happened. Right. But I think it talks about safety on sets and making sure that everyone has the proper safety and training on sets. And you know, yeah. accidents do happen. And you know, the one thing we want to do is continue to send love and prayers to yeah. the family of those killed and injured in this
2: horrific accident. Okay, so like the prop masters, like at fault, right? Like that's what I was
0: I was like is this Alec Baldwin's fault? Was well, he supposed anybody- to shoot at something that where no one was there and he accidentally was not on target or was they're not supposed to be around in there or was like, you know what I'm saying? Like so I my, don't
4: I so I went to grad school <clears throat> for acting and there we had a stage combat class. Mm-hmm. Um, taught by this like father-son duo who do a lot of stage combat for Broadway and stuff, and mm-hmm. we had Firearms Day, and I've never seen so many guns in my life. And, and um, like before Firearms Day, he literally brought in prop guns, mm-hmm. and we had to practice how to use it. And if we were caught ha- mishandling these like wooden guns, mm-hmm. like we would be kicked out of class.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So once that happened, then they came back and brought the actual guns mm-hmm. um and then like if anybody chose to they could shoot um a blank mm-hmm. and i opted not to i just i don't ever want to feel the weight mm-hmm. of that in my hand that's yeah. just my personal opinion i have friends who are hunters and who like totally know i how to grew up shooting guns yeah <clears and throat> but i just i don't want i've shot that.
0: a bb gun before
3: not with these we nails now i probably still could do it <laughs> but
4: yeah and, and so like I- i'm sa- I'm telling this ridiculous story, I guess' I'm not ridiculous, but um I'm telling the story to to be like the prop masters usually are are supposed to have so much reverence for this weapon because despite them being blanks, like you're still loading something in the weapon, yeah, and like um it is probably their fault, but I wonder if it has anything to do with like. The hours that this person was working Baby. which we've talked that about with the crew take recently. into account <clears throat> yeah what, that was my question Is like this is interesting that this ha- this is going down now when the crews are like we don't get to sleep so like if this person didn't sleep and then didn't realize he hadn't cleaned out the gun
0: listen i, I mean productions right now because of covid they are trying to cut corners and budgets any way that they can and like i'll be completely candid right now like I'm a production coordinator, but I'm doing the job of a production assistant, production coordinator, and production manager. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just right on the production I'm working right now, it's just me and the line producer. Mm -hmm. And like usually you have at least three to four more people helping on the production management side, but it's just me and her. So it's just like, you know, I will, I will say in the particular project that I'm working on right now, I do have days where I have a lot of downtime. But then there are other days where like I am so overwhelmed and then I have to work on the weekends. And it's just like it can be a lot of work right now in production
3: specifically.
4: I want to be clear that we're not excusing <clears throat> anyone. Of course. We're just saying we <clears throat> don't have all the facts. Right, right, and I think that
3: that's so important. That we have to continue to have the. I love that you said that, I We have to continue to have the facts because I feel like so many times people are ready to, you know, blame um, and and say things, and we just need to make sure we have the facts on situations before we move forward. But again. Love and prayers to the family um, of Helena and also Joel. I'm I'm hoping he's recovering. He was the director on the shoot. And I'm hoping that, you know, we we find some resolution in this and learn something. But coming up next, we are going to have the founder of Transgender Talent, Ann Thomas, join us. We are so excited to speak to her and hear about other things in Hollywood that need to change as well. Get your cocktails and we'll be right back.
2: Hey, Pride fam, we're so excited to let you know that Pride the Podcast now has merch. Showcase your Pride 365 days a year with Pride shirts, totes, stickers, and so much more coming soon to dnrstudios.com. So, show your Pride 365. Hi, guys. Hi, Hello. Welcome back. I'm super excited to introduce our next guest. We have the founder and CEO of Transgender Talent, Anne Thomas. Hi. 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 Hello. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Thank you for joining
5: yes. us.
0: Yes. How are you?
5: Um, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a wild week, and I'm happy it's Friday. <laughs> Amen.
0: T-G-I-F.
3: Oh. <laughs> We're so happy I, we made it. I just
2: recently started a new job. So, and it's a corporate nine to five Monday through Friday. So I was like, oh my God, it's Friday. Oh, thank God. I'm exhausted.
4: <laughs> Friday hits different when you get a job like that. It yeah, does.
3: it does. It does. It does. It's, I still have never gotten used to it. Even though I told my job, I was like, I'll never work weekends again. And now I'm like, oh, I'm so tired all the time, but I totally get it.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, Ann, tell us, where are you right now? Where are you located?
5: Well, we're actually located just north of Disneyland. Oh. oh. man!
3: Yes,
5: yeah, so our windows rattle every night from the fireworks.
3: I'm wow. jealous. I mean, not of your windows rattling, because we're in New York City and our windows rattle all the time. Right. Um, for <laughs> for different very reasons. Different <laughs> garbage trucks. <laughs> right. Garbage <laughs> trucks. You know, creatures. Who knows? <laughs> right. Um, but that's so exciting. I actually went to Disneyland my first time with a really good friend of mine, like, Oh my God, it was six years, seven years ago, and it was such an experience, and I was so happy. And awesome. I I cried when they did the little <laughs> show at the end. Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah, before I um, before I went full-time in transgender talent, um, I was a machinist, a water jet machinist, and uh, actually, when you wander around the parks, uh, my work is just about everywhere, oh, except cool. for the two new areas that they've got, which is the Star Wars land and then the Avengers land those i didn't work in but i did do work in all the other parks
3: wow that's really exciting well and we're definitely going to get to talking about transgender talent and everything you're doing with that but for our listeners out there can you tell us a little bit about where you where you were born from like tell us about your life growing up
5: oh wow well um (laughs) actually i uh was born and raised in the seattle area um, okay. My family moved to Washington Territory in 1875, so I have deep roots up there. Um, and uh, I started out um, getting really interested in theater, um, and when I was in like junior high, high school age, and and film and photography. My dad was a major uh, photographer uh, in media and uh, editor and Uh, all kinds of stuff he did in media throughout his career and so I wanted to go into photography when I was young so I started taking photography lessons from him who wouldn't want to take photography lessons from a guy who got stuff in National Geographic and time and life and all that right impressive (laughs) yeah and then he was the uh, he was the head photographer of the CLPI for five years and was on the editorial board as a result so Uh, He taught me a lot about how journalists think, how editors think, why they make the decisions they do, Mm -hmm. and the way the internal workings of major media are. Uh, He went on to work at other uh, outlets as well uh, throughout his life, uh, magazines, and managing editor of uh, of a magazine at one one point, and so on. So that's kind of my background is in major media uh, and seeing all this stuff unfold, and it's helped me to adapt a lot to uh was what I came across in Hollywood and uh so I started getting into theater and by the time I was in high school I was doing uh technical directing in pretty big productions I had a staff of 65 under me when I was 18. Wow Wow. pretty much everybody was way older than me and um with a fairly major uh director at the time that I don't she was t- I didn't know how major she was. She went on to be a one of the professors of an of one of the universities back east, uh, really great uh professor, uh Tanya pettiford Waits, is who I worked wow. with quite a bit. And so um anyway, I I started my, I went through a television production school back in the early eighties and started my own TV production Company in uh, in Seattle, and that didn't work out too well. But I stuck with doing the uh, theater uh, technical directing for about twenty five years, uh, while I did my uh, day job, which was uh, as a an IT and business consultant. And they were from you know for that I was working as small to large companies that varied a lot in what they did. And so, I mean, I worked in everything from food distribution to hardware distribution to medical research facilities to uh pharmaceutical manufacturing i was i was supervised by the fda and shared office space with fda agents and stuff like that and um i worked directly for the ceos and uh, typically most of the companies I work with some of the companies were tiny with only like a dozen employees all the way up to 300 plus employee companies and both oh, the united wow. states and canada And uh, so i got used to working with ceos a lot um my business training was not in uh school in university or something like that i actually was approached when i did that huge production with a 65 people staff by this old guy who let us use his warehouse to build our sets and he came used to come tottering in and watch me and (sighs) i didn't think a whole lot of the guy until i get this phone call like uh after the show had ended and the son, his son called me and said, "My dad wants to meet with you." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm horrified! What did I do wrong?" Right. Right. <laughs> and, and instead, he was offering me a full time position, working yeah, directly rough. for him in his company to replace his brother. Oh wow! And this company was a little known company to most of the world, but uh, it was his retirement business. This guy had had offices in seventy nations of the world throughout his lifetime. Was well known in business everywhere. Uh, throughout, especially in, in Southeast Asia. And um, so uh, I, I, you know, I was kind of blown away. He said, you come to work with me for at least four, four years, and I'll train you better than you'll get into training in university and business, and expose you to a lot of people in, in the business world worldwide. We had people show up there that were legendary. We had the CEO and his, a bunch of his staff from Mitsubishi Heavy Industries show up one day to visit. I mean, who wow. the hell meets those guys? <laughs> right. you know, that's amazing. I, I went to lunch with them, you know, and I was only like 20. <laughs> wow. You know, so Gosh. It's, um, so that's what my exposure was. And I realized all these guys who run companies are human and people just like everybody else. And yeah. Yeah. when you sure. talk with them and meet with them and get to know them, it's they're just nice people it 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 breaks down barriers and you're able to really work with them, and so that's why I have no problems talking to network CEOs, which I have a lot of done a lot of here in Hollywood, yeah, and other major executives. It's just like yeah, they're people, so just have fun talk. You know, I'm talking to I talk to them like I do to you guys. Some awesome, you know, they're people. That's so, so. cool. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, I feel like it's hard to
2: remember that sometimes, especially yeah. like when it's like a higher up CEO exec or something like that, it's just like, Oh
5: wait, hey, you don't get, you don't want to get starry eyed because they get, uh, they start getting standoffish when you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, okay. What's your motivation? You know, kind of thing mm-hmm. is going through their head. So yeah. And that's you had just to, the yeah. first part of my life. You want to hear some more? Yeah. yeah I was I, like, I, yeah, you're so I, young I, to accomplish
0: I so much. I know. And I'm sitting over here yeah. like,
2: wow. my god!
0: I feel like I just started adulting. Right. Like, a year ago. Yeah, literally.
3: I feel like I'm
4: still
0: scratching. Kind of.
4: <laughs> I mean, I'm not, that was a judgment on you. I'm older than you and I'm not adulting.
5: <laughs> you all look young enough to be my kids. Anyway, Aww. Aww.
3: We're like, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> much. Um, I I love that and you know thinking you know about people you know they had to start somewhere as well and I think that that's very important for us always to remember like someone who's your boss they were not your they didn't start out as a boss you know they they started in a lower level and everyone works their way up but it seems like that you've always been a boss so it might have been a little different for you and your story (laughs) so
2: maybe
5: maybe Maybe. I love (laughs) that own that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might as well. I mean, I started my first business at like 14. Wow. with My brother as a partner and we did. Um, he was he was old enough to be able to drive. So and he bought himself a car after the first year, I think, because we bought, borrowed money from our parents for the car. We were able to pay it back in a year because we made nice. the business of lawn mowing in Seattle <laughs> and in that area part of the world. Uh, you only can mow your lawn like half the year. The rest of the time, it's too wet. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. 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 So we we uh, we were making seventy five dollars an hour in nineteen seventy eight. That is I was l- thinking about that. that uh, that's a lot. Oh, that's a wow. lot of money. So
3: you were raking in some money. So you might need to tell us how R- we can get, Right. Like, like, do we need to is. mow some lawns? Like look, I mean, look, I might I, hurt my back, but... My <laughs> back's hurting thinking about it, but I used to do it. Like, my grandma <laughs> and mom would put me out there. They'd say, yeah, I more lawn. And then I remember they would be like, here's $5. And I was like... And it went so far back then. I mean, you can go get you a whole little snack at McDonald's and be very happy. <laughs> but
5: clearly, well, but you were of them, my stepbrother was a manager of the Welcome McDonald's down the street. And he had to work year-round at that job to make as much money as we made in three months.
3: I know he Whoa. was mad.
5: Why, oh, y'all, didn't, yeah, was
3: why <laughs> y'all didn't hire him to work with y'all? <laughs> no family matters? What's that?
5: <laughs> he just wasn't into us pushing a lawnmower around. But we, we went for the rich folk in town. We, we ended up getting... Um, we got working for one, and then pretty soon the next-door neighbor wanted us mm-hmm. to do theirs, too. Mm. And all the lawns were connected, so we would... Go to this one neighborhood once a week, and we cut like five lawns in a row and make everything flow together so it didn't look like separate lawns. And oh, they loved fantastic. it that way. Wow. That well. All kinds of crazy stuff like that, you know, of, of just try, try, trying to be different in what we did and be, you know, and we used uh, the better equipment uh, that they wanted us to use as they're just using cheap crap equipment. We bought expensive stuff. And yeah. it made a big difference because, you know, when you have lawns that look all wavy and pretty looking yeah, they yeah. That. Well, back then they did. I don't know what they like today. I, <laughs> I'm not into having lawns anymore. It's like too much water shortage that, uh, over here on the West Coast. So it, Yeah.
3: When I'm over there and I'm running water, they're like, you need to get in there when you turn it on. Don't right. turn it on waiting for it to heat up. Get in there, do it and get out. <laughs> Stop flushing that commode. And stop flushing the commode. If it's just <laughs> <Not> commode. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what they say. Um, so and as you're going on through life and you get to a point where you realize that, all right, I, you know, you're seeing your truth as being transgender. Can you talk to us about that and our audience about that a little bit?
5: Well, I knew I was different by the time I was like seven or eight. Um, you know, that's typical of transgender people that we know we're different. And it depends on what information we have to do something with that. I realized at that era, the only example we had was Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Uh, That's not a good example of anything. No. (laughs) He said of anything. (laughs) Not for shaping your life around. Except for
0: what (laughs) not to do. Right. I know. So...
5: And I was in a conservative household, and they wouldn't let me watch it. I just saw it on the marquee, and I said, Mommy, what's that? You don't want to watch that. Yeah. (laughs) Now I kind
0: of do. Right. Right. Now I definitely want to watch it.
5: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen it. Yes, I'm a virgin. (gasps) Anyway. No way!
3: (laughs) Well, it's time.
5: Yeah, it's like I don't know if I want to anymore anyway yeah <laughs> it wouldn't
0: mean it wouldn't hit you the same like watching right. it now
5: yeah and I'd feel kind of controversial, surrounded by a bunch of people mouthing every word that's so true yeah. 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 yeah so um anyway I I knew I was different by the time I was like nine and uh eight or nine somewhere in there I I remember strongly feeling like I didn't want body hair I didn't, you know, I had accidentally seen my dad naked a few times and it scared the crap out of me. (laughs) I didn't want that big thing hanging between my legs. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't want that body hair. I didn't want the beard. I didn't want any of that stuff. I like soft, lush fabrics, you know, stuff that was just beautiful. And the guy wear was all like wearing a sandpaper. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know and, and I and I, I just I just I didn't know why I felt this way. And uh unfortunately being raised in a religion that was anti everything and still is mm-hmm. um and for them on the conservative end of the spectrum, I just um I I was taught that it was wrong to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so I suppressed that stuff strongly and was feelings really a lot of really weird feelings going on I didn't know if it was tied to sexuality or it was tied to something else all I know is what was being taught from the pulpit was it's the works of the flesh or yeah. it's man. the devil yeah okay, you're possessed man. whatever you know right yeah. <laughs> like, oh come on you know now now I look at it go you know, uh yeah biology is you know the problem is a lot of those folks who talk that way, um, basically quit learning biology in, the, in high school and they haven't gone past that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the difference for us as we've learned that. But anyway, by the time uh, I suppressed all that stuff, got married, had, you know, stuff happening, uh, you know, that was, I was trying to follow everything I was taught to do by the church. Finally, I uh, realized there were not, that wasn't going to work for me either religiously or spiritually or physically it just wasn't right for me i left all of that stuff uh and then uh what uh what did i do after that then it was around my Late thirty, you know, I suppress all these feelings. I want to dress in women's clothes. I used to underdress, as they call it, back in high school. Mm. You know, with uh, with women's underwear on and go to school that way with big poofy clothes on. You know, so you couldn't see the bra lines and stuff. Oh wow! Mm. Little did they know, you know. And uh, you know, you you can do you can. There's probably people in New York City who can do that, but you can't do that in Los Angeles. You know, but in Pacific Northwest, it's cold. You can dress with a lot of layers, and nobody will see stuff like that, so i i got away with that for years um finally you know i just i really pushed it down and suppressed it and then when it was in my mid-30s it just came back like a flood i could not stop i couldn't it was obsessing with it i didn't know what was going on with me i started reaching out and trying to figure out what was going on realized this was the birth of the internet back then Mm -hmm. yeah and uh or the interweb as some people called it back then (laughs) um and and i uh that's when i started poking around and found uh that there was people who were having feelings like that so i started i i started seeking them out like i met with eddie azard at one Mm. point wow that's
4: so cool i love
5: Yeah, he's a great guy. But what was so hilarious is when we met, we were both dressed like guys. Uh, (laughs) wow that's crazy. Wow. And I'm like, I I walk up to him, hi. I've, you know, and I talk a little bit and I say, Yeah, I've been having these struggles of feeling like a you know, I want to dress in women's clothes. And he stops and looks me up and down, and I'm looking him up and down, you know, (laughs) and I'm using he pronouns for both of us because we were both dressed like guys and presented that way at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I know. Eddie doesn't go by those pronouns anymore. Neither do I. So okay. anyway, I realized this wasn't me because I didn't feel part-time. Right. And right about that same time, it was like within a year or two that my dad was dying of cancer. And I knew he would never come home again. I just, he was progressing too rapidly. Oh. And so I went to clean out his house. And it was there that I discovered his stash of clothes. He was trans too and had been hiding it.
0: Oh, wow. wow. Oh, my God. So, oh, my goodness.
4: You have I a book on for... your hand.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I waited for about a week, and then I went over to the hospital after a lot of thought. Went up to the bed, and you know, I was talking to him for a bit, and then I said, so how long have you been dressing in women's clothes? And he just laid there staring at the ceiling like a deer caught in headlights, just like totally uh he didn't know what to say because i had been raised conservative christian he well i used to go after him about all kinds of stuff in prior years but i had quit doing that maybe for the last 10 or 15 years and yeah. it just it's it still he was afraid i could tell that i was going to disown him on his deathbed oh. i mean it just mm-hmm. had that look on his face oh, and i uh i i just i gave him pause I let him think about it and then i and then finally i said I'm wondering because I've been doing that too ever since I was young. And he just laid there staring at the ceiling and started laughing. <laughs> so uh-huh. He could not believe what he was doing. Oh oh. So at that point, we came out to ourselves uh, to wow. ourselves, Of course we did, <laughs> we came out to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, it was shocking as we compared notes about what we had gone through emotionally and physically throughout our lives. It was almost identical.
0: wow Wow.
5: at what age we had things happen and so on and it was like wow okay so this is a progression our bodies have gone through and um it's what's funny is I look a lot like him in everything even when I let my eyebrows grow out they form these little spike things in the middle and that's he had those too um Mm. when they're all bushy they look like that That's when I know I need to go get my uh, eyebrows waxed. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's, that happened then too. And um, you know, he basically had been telling me all my life, be authentic and be yourself. And you'll be more blessed if you pursue your dreams, the money will come as what he kept saying. And I didn't believe that at first. And I followed someone else's advice and ended up pursuing that, You know, that career as a business and IT consultant, that was not what my passion was. My passion was for theater or television and film, really. I got got tired of theater when I kept, you know, we'd fill up a theater, you know, and you can fill it up week after week after week. But, you know, it doesn't hold a candle to the amount of people you can reach through film and TV. That's true. Mm -hmm. You know, you can spend your lifetime on Broadway and not reach as many people as one one movie that's, wow. wow. yeah. Yeah, that's really so true that way, yeah
1: that's
5: so true but yeah so so anyway that's that's all that started coming about and and this was in my late 30s i started pushing the other direction with like what's really going on here i met eddie then i met um a trans woman that i don't even remember the name of uh she had gone through all the surgeries and all this stuff and i uh years earlier and must have been one of the early people to get surgery in the uh, united states and uh, I didn't resonate with her either, and then it wasn't until I saw some uh, stuff on the internet about a guy by the name of Stu Rasmussen. It was the mayor of Silverton, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I watched the, the the news articles about Stu because I realize this was before YouTube, right. so right. it was I was watching it on the local broadcaster's yeah uh, uh, web and I saw this article <sighs> about Stu and saw him get interviewed, and I went oh my god that's me <laughs> that's how I feel oh and so wow. stu really stu inspired me to really be myself and live the way I wanted to and not conform to what Eddie was portraying through their uh performance or what this trans woman was living in her authentic life though neither one was me but I was different and i'm I'm even different than Stu Stu's had you know Stu's done done and and feels differently than I do in in certain ways too, but yeah the authenticity is what I heard from Stu that was so deeply impactful and then I got a chance to meet Stu in person like a couple of years ago I got pictures with with them and uh it, it was just a beautiful time um so anyway that's that's what happened in the early aughts, as you call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then I had to, uh, yeah, then I started I start transitioning at work and then lost my career, my job, and my my income and everything from that. I had invested in it and lost my business over it um, and then had to suddenly move to Southern California
1: mm. Um, mm. due
5: to some personal situations that came up and had to detransition for about a year and a half. That was hard
1: mm. to live
5: as a guy again after living openly as a, as a trans person for, like, wow. I don't know, a couple, three years. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, Oh. I hadn't done medical transitioning yet or, or the legal one, but after getting down here and then going through a year of nearly dying, being inauthentic, I uh, then went went ahead with it and transitioned both uh, medically and legally at that point down here in California. and So that's that's kind of a nutshell version of my story or nuts. Uh, story or <laughs> I got it and you landed that one right? Right. <laughs> no, listen I,
3: I I really appreciate you sharing that story there's so many people yeah. out there who you've been so successful from a young age and you've always really kind of known that you were different and it's so special and it really choked me up about the story with you and your dad like to have that moment pretty much on his deathbed as you were saying like it's it's beautiful yeah. and I, I think that that moment will it clearly sticks with you for the rest of your life and that's yeah, that's amazing.
5: Yeah, um, he died about two months later. And I was—I realized there was so many things that I wished I could have asked him, but he did tell me as much as he could think of telling me at the time. And realized the era he went through. It was uh, during a time when you couldn't come out. Right. Um, wow. Those who did lost their lives to AIDS or they lost their lives to uh uh, being attacked or yeah. right people yeah. whatever but you know and that's why i decided to go into doing what i'm doing and i'm not doing it for selfish reasons um, yeah. there are a lot of people in hollywood pursuing their career for themselves or they start a nonprofit or a for-profit business that's around trans and representation. And a lot of them are not, you know, I question their motives mm-hmm. um, because they come across as being inauthentic. authentic as to why, and they get, get exploitive of trans people. Yeah. And, and that, I don't get me going on that one. That was a long, <laughs> oh man. So, but you know, the thing is, is I do it for the fact that I don't want to see people go through life stuck in, behind this facade they have to build. around Mm -hmm. their lives yeah it's just it's sick to me so yeah i'm i'm doing what i'm doing to make a a long difference that will probably not impact this country uh as much as i'd like to see until long after i'm gone yeah so
2: but hey you are the stepping stones Mm -hmm. you're doing what needs you're doing the 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 legwork right that's why we
5: started the music division that way it can be rock music Oh, Oh, (laughs) I love love that! I love it. So that's why original stones is (laughs) that.
3: (laughs) So is
2: this why you created transgender talent? Like you, you didn't see the representation that you wanted slash that needed to be happening. (laughs)
5: oh yeah (laughs) i i was um i first moved down here in like 2009 late 2009 and i started responding to ads in like craigslist Mm. for any work i could see and one of them was for a transgender actor and i'm like okay i'm closeted right now because of my situation because i had a detransition but i know i'm trans because that's the word uh still used was Mm -hmm. transgender Mm -hmm. and so that's when i adopted it and um so I responded to the ad and I said, hey, I've got 25 years of theater technical directing. I've directed actors and stuff like this. I really know what, feel I know what I'm doing with acting. And why don't you give me a shot at this? And they wrote back and they said, oh, no, we don't even want an audition from you because we want professionally trained actors and wow. you don't fit the bill at all. And I'm like, dudes, 25 years isn't good enough um okay uh yeah and then they wrote back and they said well really there's only been about a dozen actors that are professionally trained who are transgender who've been doing all the roles in Hollywood for the last 20 years right some new blood and so I'm like oh that's interesting so I just kind of tucked that away in my head and and left it and then uh in 2014 I get a uh, email from someone that runs a trans support group I was attending at the time that uh they were looking for uh trans folks to be on an episode of Glee and so I responded to that and got immediately onto that thing and I show up there and there's this mob of trans people um biggest crowd I've ever seen and one spot and we ended up shooting the famous episode in Glee um that was called transitioning and it was uh, episode 607 uh, Mm -hmm. and it was one where coach beast comes out yeah right. I remember that was fun shooting that because I was I had been I performed in choirs before and I realized as I was there they said line up by height so I got on the back row you know and I was Mm -hmm. up there with a bunch of tall trans women and I suddenly realized it's backwards All the trans men were in front. The trans women were (laughs) I was laughing about that when they pointed at me, you. And I'm like, oh, shoot, did I say something wrong? You And they're like, no, you, come down here. So they pulled me out of the crowd, and they stuck me right behind Dot Marie Johns for the scene. Wow. And so I spent 13 and a half hours, well, probably about 12 or 11 of that, Standing behind Dot Marie Jones, well, we got to know each other, and as well as Bambi Salcedo was one of the other folk they stuck next to her. At. Yeah, and I'm referring to Dot as a as a her because that is her pronouns, and even though she was dressed as Coach Beast, the guy, mm-hmm. it was a, right. it was she, and they made us they made us remember that they said, "Remember, that's a female actress playing that role, not another trans person like you guys." So anyway, um after that happened, then I kept in touch with the, with the casting director folks, hoping i get more work. And uh, then all of a sudden one quit responding and the one I was in contact with, and I didn't know what was happening. Then I see an ad for open casting call for the same casting director who is Sandy Lacey, who mm-hmm. she's been in casting for years in Hollywood. She's second generation. Mm-hmm. So I show up at the casting call, an open casting call for her. And uh i get in line i take like an hour to get to the front of the line and get up there and i say hey i was one of those people who was in glee you guys cast i'm wondering if you're interested in more trans people and they're like uh actually sandy's gonna want to talk to you immediately so it's like go over there and wait for her so i go over and i walk up to her when i'm signaled to and she's just kind of like you know she's like interviewed 150 it's about probably two 300 people by that Mm -hmm. point and she looks totally frazzled. And and, and I'm like, hi, I'm Ann Thomas, and I was in, you cast me in Glee. I'm one of the trans people in the choir. She's like, oh, we've been looking for you guys. Uh-huh. The person who cast that, one of our assistants, she left the company and took the list with her. We couldn't uh-huh. reach you guys. And we were thinking about bringing, they're talking about bringing you guys all back for the grand finale of the whole series. And I'm like, serious <laughs> she, wow. yeah so can you get a hold of everybody because we have a you're the first one that we've been in touch with since that happened wow I'm like wow, wow. wow geez so I started transgender talent at that point by collecting the names and contact info for everybody I could out of that choir there's 197 wow. in it and I got the contact info for like 100 and um, um, so we started transgender talent out of that and uh, it was like 35 of them that were fairly serious and wanted mm-hmm. to pursue a career. And so yeah. that's what started Transgender Talent. We started that in February of 2015. And that's the, the same month that the, uh, that episode aired for the first time. And so anyway, that's wow. the beginning. I love that. Wow. So how do
4: you feel about, you know, things that are going on now? Like there's the Dave Chappelle controversy and the, the mm-hmm. walkout. And how are you feeling about that?
5: I knew you'd bring that I, I, I know. I'm sorry. It's a hot topic. Hot topic. Yes. Yeah, I already got interviewed by the L.A. Times about it, and they only printed this couple little bits of what I said. Of in course, but we'll, we'll get the whole thing yeah. right. <laughs> I talked to that lady for 45 minutes. I had a lot more to say than that. Mm-hmm. So, um, basically, in a nutshell, um, I don't want to hear it because you know i don't have a netflix sub, netflix <laughs> it's called netflix <laughs> anyway, netflix subscription anyway i let it expire a long time ago i have let them all expire i actually don't watch anything so it's people think i'm crazy to be working in the industry and not watch stuff you know most of the rest of them are glued to the tv every night mm-hmm. or glued to their subscription services staring at all their competition to get ideas you know yeah. mm-hmm. i don't um and uh so anyway, I don't want to watch it because I don't want the numbers to keep going up. I've heard I, I have one, one yeah. of our folks um, <clears throat> in our in our uh, uh, staff did watch the whole thing and told me what was in it, and, and she said it's worse than they're reporting in media. Believe me, a lot worse. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, but then the other thing was a couple of years ago, I was on a panel about trans in, uh, television and film at, uh, series fest. Uh, one of the folks sitting next to me was Sarah, uh, who was, uh, I think it was nominated for something big recently. Uh, Sarah is the one who's the non-binary person who's in, uh, uh, VITA. Mm-hmm. And mm. so, um, anyway, and they're great. I love Sarah. Yeah. Anyhow, um, at that same thing, uh, the, the keynote speaker was Ted Sarandos. And so I didn't get to meet him, but I sat in the audience and watched him and listened to how he thought. Cause it was like a 45 minute to an hour long keynote and, uh, with him being interviewed by another guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I now have a little bit of an understanding as to how he thinks and, what I'm seeing him say matches what my feeling was for him. You know that he's a hardcore businessman. He has to be to be in that position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and very successful. And you know, it's great that he got there. Um, and when he's saying he's not going to chop it off off of of Netflix, he's not because they invested millions of dollars in mm-hmm. that show. Yeah. He wants to see a return on investment, and he's getting it with all the controversy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. A lot of people who support. Dave. I want to watch it now that may not have cared to watch it before. It's like, eh, it's another Dave De Chappelle special.
1: Yeah. And
5: so they got a lot of traffic. And so it's getting a lot of ad sales going. And so yeah, Netflix is going to run that thing. And yeah. so I don't see him dropping it. So what my response <clears throat> is to it is, okay, what I've heard is in it is medically inaccurate stuff as well as disrespectful stuff about trans people. So A lot of people are saying, well, put a thing at the beginning that's a disclaimer uh, uh, or something, a warning up, saying how bad it is. Yeah, that's nice. And they do that with stuff on other things, too. But we've been teaching at a major medical school in L.A. for six years on transgender patient care. Mm -hmm. We're on the cutting edge of what medical care is for trans people. We have to stay there because we've had... Questions thrown at us from over 1,100 medical students, most of whom are now physicians practicing all over the world. So we're literally the one of the companies that trains the doctors to treat trans patients. Wow. So I know how far off in left field J.K. Rowling is yeah. and Cardi oh is, and it's ridiculous. And how much crazy manipulation goes on in media about trans medical issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things, and I, and I pointed at all of them. It is not just the the, the conservative leaning ones. The liberal ones are just as bad. Yeah. And mm-hmm. leaving out key things that's intended to help spur their audience to keep coming back for more from their network. <clears throat> yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. That's
5: the way it works in in media. My dad taught me this stuff years ago when I had a good long cha- chat with him about. There's just too much liberal media out there, and he's like, "The hell there is." There's no, that's there's no such thing as liberal or conservative media. They spin it to fit their audience. They don't necessarily even believe what they're telling you. Wow, mm. oh, that's a good point. They, they yeah, don't. I mean, look at that. Wasn't it recently one of the hosts on like Fox News was uh, deposed for uh, some kind of uh, 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 court case, and he said he admitted openly that he lies yeah well they yeah. All do. Yeah. yeah, either they all lie or they all omit mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. they don't want their audience to see. So what we see is I see a huge omission going on here by all of the media, yeah, all of it. And that is that as of like eight or ten years ago, there was over three thousand studies, half of whom uh, half are peer reviewed roughly. That say that being trans is a medical, a psychobiological thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something we're born with. And uh both all sides of media are omitting that crucial detail. Right. So I can't change being trans just like none of us can change our skin color. Right. None of us can change our eye color. None of us can change our height. Yeah. And yet, um, media spins whatever part of that they want to tell their audience Mm -hmm. and this is the problem with Rolling and the and the well uh, as well as with the crowd they call the turfs who um that that (sighs) Chappelle says oh I'm a proud member of that I support that yeah they've got like a high school biology level understanding of transgender Mm
0: -hmm. really yeah
5: um I mean when you look at it because we have uh in my opinion the vast majority of trans, and it's not all trans people, but the vast majority of them have a brain that physically is not getting the hormones that their body is producing. And that's why they have gender dysphoria. Just Mm. that simple. Wow. There are other people who don't have that and don't experience that. And so, yeah, I respect them too, but the vast majority have this problem. So to me, it's more like a biological issue going on here. It's, 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 it's nothing like what they're trying to say. And so we can't control it. So we need to have the hormone that our, our mind is craving. Our brain is craving. craving. So, and it affects the way we think is, and this is the crazy thing is that nobody, but a trans person understands how much hormones affect the way we think. Yeah. I mean, all of you all, I think you're all, you're all cisgender, right? Yes. 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 Okay. So, I want to challenge you guys. Think about how what you would feel like if you were suddenly floating in estrogen. You'd yeah. be all like, "I'm emotional. I'm gonna have a." You know, that's the yeah. perception you have, and that's and then the women. Oh my God, how would you feel if your brain was awash in testosterone? You'd be what? You'd be aggressive and horny all the time. And you'd be- <laughs> I mean, this is what happened. I tell this to the medical students every year, too. And they all laugh. They love it, especially the girls in the crowd. They go nuts you know, <laughs> every year. And this is and, and this is the thing you got to think of is what would you be like if you had that? And so once you put it in that perspective, you realize how badly we need to transition. Yeah. We mm-hmm. need a medical mm-hmm. transition. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not an option. Yeah. And so it needs to be covered by insurance. It needs to be supported. We need to not be thrown out of our houses by conservative parents to go, oh, it's evil,
0: throw it out, get it out of here, throw it out of the
5: street. And at 14 years old, we've got kids floating around on the street who are rudderless and no support from their family. And this happens (sighs) a lot. And yeah. why and we have this massive homelessness issue. It's not totally their fault, but I have to lay a lot of the blame on, on conservative families to throw their kids out at young ages. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Or give yeah. them what no. What the choice. Hell is wrong with these people?
3: They're insane. Yeah. <laughs> Brainwashed. Oh
5: not only that, but you go in and look at look up a verse. I, I don't even remember the reference, but look up the verse that says, He who does not take care of his household is worse than an infidel gee they kind of missed that in the bible and well it's a lot it's of the same thing as what you were saying about the media like they omit
4: what mm-hmm. is inconvenient right, right. Oh,
5: yeah 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 i know it's it's Oh, God. The inconvenient truth? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I
3: think I think it's really inconvenient, and I think that all of this is definitely a lesson uh, for all of yeah. our listeners out there. And before we let you go, I know Ashley had one question to kind of wrap up, um, if you want to ask. And then, you know, I think the conversation here has been very important for us today and for our listeners out there, and I hope people really take something from this. Good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just want to know, what do you see in the future for trans actors and uh, the trans community as far as entertainment goes?
5: Well, I am pushing hard to the majors at, above, you know, in the background for them to have a lot more trans folks play non-transgender roles, mm. because if on a, from a global perspective. You can't take trans stories and spread them all over the world. The the, the censorship boards are going to stop that. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get trans stories readily seen in like, you know, it, pick any conservative country. I don't want to name names, but you know who they are. There's a oh, lot yeah. of them that will completely b- block them. Which right. has happened with movies such as Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man. They suffered... Big chunks of the movies being chopped out, or they were banned entirely from certain countries. Yeah, so right. my push is to have trans folks in tr- uh, non-trans roles not tell trans stories, or if they do have a trans role, just mention briefly, oh that's you know somehow just in passing or insinuate they're trans or something mm-hmm. like that, and let audiences get used to seeing us as humans again. Mm-hmm. Right, because right. So de- dehumanized. We're way, way, way behind where a lot of folks are pushing for. There's a lot of folks pushing for trans roles and trans storylines to go out in Hollywood. And I believe that's not, we're not ready for that. Not even all of the United States is ready for that. Yeah. So right. Try and get that marketed to some conservative part of any continent on this planet. Right. And you're going to see omissions. I'd rather right. not see those omissions. We did that with Spider-Man Far From Home, where the actor was a trans actor playing a non-gender role. And uh, we got Sony to, to put that in the the, pre- the the casting press release that transgender wasn't going to be discussed in this movie. That movie went out to 78 nations. Mm. That's a lot of countries. Not yeah. one frame was cut out of that movie. And so, in a lot of those countries, that actor that was probably the first transgender person those people ever saw. Mm-hmm. And by getting it out in the news release, which got picked up by some really huge news outlets and, and run, uh, I think that uh, it helped those people in those countries that were trans or or questioning gave them something to watch, yeah. gave them something to go see. That's and amazing. So that's 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 the the. the the strategy i'm using because i'm a strategist i'm not just going to run into the right you know i'm I'm trying to be a diplomat in this not Mm -hmm. burn the bill not not march around the outside and burn the building down i want to see i want to get inside the building and negotiate us getting more representation and we are i have so many people out it is crazy i I have so much happening as, yeah, we had, like, there was going to be a, they were talking about having a strike with the OTSI uh, earlier this week. And if that had happened, I would have had three people on sets outside of California on oh, shoots. Wow.
0: Oh, wow.
5: You know, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> I'm glad they didn't strike, you know, and yeah. at that time. I, I hope they don't strike yet because they haven't voted yet to ratify it. Right. But,
0: right. But, right.
5: You know. That's how many actors I have on it. We have uh, one actor in Final Negotiations for a series lead. We have another another one in, uh, we have, uh, who was it? I, I, I lose track of it. Oh, we have one actor who's not on the touring show of Oklahoma, the Broadway show. Oh, wow. oh nice. Wow, we have, oh. he's a lead in it. I might know people wow. in that show.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, Hennessy. H- Hennessy Winkler. Shout out to Hennessy. <laughs> All right. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a lead in Oklahoma and it'll be tour. he's booked he's he keeps getting requests to audition and he's booked solid for a year that tour goes all the way to october 2022
2: wow that's, that's amazing. amazing that's what yeah, yeah. i love yeah. that i gotta
4: and look so, that up I mean, i have a friend in that show <laughs> <what> was- <laughs> i said i gotta look that up because i have a friend in that show mm,
5: nice. awesome <laughs> yeah so we have we have a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pike you know that's like mind-blowing and we've got uh uh, what do we have? I mean, it's just, I, I my head is spinning and it's a Friday evening and you're asking me for details. No, listen, <laughs> listen,
3: I love all of those and listen, yeah. and you will need to come back and continue telling us all of that because we are so enamored by you and, you know, thank you so yeah. much for everything that you're doing for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a pleasure having you here today. Can you tell everyone where to follow you on social media if you're on the socials? Oh, Okay. <laughs>
5: So it's social media, it's full of <laughs> trolls. But, it's true. Know? It is
0: full of trolls. It yeah,
5: so yeah, so we basically use it as an advertising pro- platform. i quit posting right. personal stuff uh probably two years ago. Um anyway, I'm on Facebook both personal and uh public uh a personal and business accounts So we have tran- transgender talent uh Facebook page and my Ann Tom actually I have two Ann Thomas pages. I've one for my acting career and the other for my just me personal but mm-hmm. All of it's the same now. I just post the same stuff everywhere. And then I have Instagram. Uh, let's see, what is it? Ann thomas 62 I believe, is the Instagram handle with an underscore in between my name. And then um, then there's, and by the way, Anna is spelled without an E. No I am not right. A-N-N. E is the name of the Queen of England. Ann Boleyn. That's not me. Anyway, then we have Twitter And then we have, uh, I do have uh, two uh, YouTube channels, one for just my stuff that anybody wants to become an actor, go watch my videos. I talk about a lot of the fine points of this. Or if you are a writer or casting director or above the line person who's trying to figure out what to do with trans people on set, watch my YouTube videos about how to do the casting, the writing, all that stuff. It's designed for people who need to know that above the line in hollywood or broadway doesn't matter no that's fantastic um, yeah
0: it really really is it's
4: important because they can't even figure out how to write um like you know uh those write-ups for casting they can't even figure out how to do that for women yeah and to do it for some to, to like remove the gender um in that equation for some reason cis people can't figure it out (laughs) well
5: they actually had us come in and teach the uh uh the uh writing staff at breakdown services how to write uh trans roles about six years ago so five years ago roughly so if you go back and look at the really old transgender roles from like 10 years ago and look at the recent stuff it's a vast difference thank goodness that's because they had us come in and teach on that and then we just had a recent round of of meetings with them too on changing actors access to be better for trans and non-binary people much better than it is now and I'm we're so going there's gonna be some huge improvements coming oh, nice. I that's love awesome. that. then i have my uh, other youtube channel for our music group which is called key change ensemble now so you can look us up there and that's where we're posting our music videos
0: I love that this has been so informative and like just I can feel like the love and support like this is amazing and I know this is going to definitely help some people our listeners out there and and lead them in the right direction
5: awesome thank you so much thank you
3: so much much for joining us and and come back and chill with us anytime here on Pride the podcast we love it (laughs)
5: Awesome. Well, well, just let me know. I'll uh, come on anytime. Too. Okay. Wealth well, the knowledge. Wealth the knowledge. Yeah. Yes.
3: Thank you, Ann. Have a great day.
0: Thank you, Ann. Bye. Bye. Bye.
3: Hi, everybody. It's Darrell Anthony. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please call us at eight four four five pride and leave us a message let us know what you think and if not email us at pride the series at gmail.com
0: i was so happy yes i've been asking for disturbia to be played forever and io said please play it for this baby and we did and we did and we did
2: so welcome back guys (laughs) thank you for coming back and joining us thank you the founder and ceo of transgender talent and thomas because you just taught I mean, that was a master, that class. Was a master class. You taught the children all the knowledge. No, really. All of
0: the knowledge, like
2: her story was so fascinating, and
0: she has a way with words where it, like it, it you're like you understand everything. Not right. that she's mm-hmm. saying anything crazy, no. but it's just like, oh my god, like the way you put it, it just so simply makes sense.
2: And you know, it's like she's teaching, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like she's like
0: lecturing. Like lecturing
2: yes. you know? I would also
4: like to point out that, like. It's not her job.
1: Mhm.
0: She's made Heart. it her job. But it's mm-hmm. not
4: her job to teach cis people. Yeah. Right. It is our job as cis people to, to learn.
1: learn. Mhm. Yeah.
4: And mm-hmm. so I think it's wonderful.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think it's wonderful what she's doing.
0: Yeah. Like it just yeah, it's it's wonderful and she's creating such a safe place for people who didn't always have a safe place. Right. You know.
2: And I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that one of her clients is friend of the pod. Yes, Zoe Luna. Zoe Luna. Yeah. Crazy bitch. We <laughs> love Zoe. <laughs> was she had us cracking up. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Zoe, Zoe was fun. She came out and she was just like, bitch, I don't know, product court. Like mm-hmm. that quote still sticks out to me. So that was, yeah. was an I amazing. I just want night.
4: you to know that I almost never get FOMO except when I'm listening to this podcast and I'm not here. Ew. Aww. And that's like one of the episodes I was like, Listen. You're I, like, why am I not there?
3: Listen, I, I might become our new fucking... Uh, what's her name from the v First Paula. Rosa? And then, no. No, Adam. You know that's not her name. <laughs> no, you know that's not her damn name. Her name is Anna Navarro. Oh, uh, yeah. And, oh, my God. Uh, you might be our, like, replacement. Anna Navarro's biggest hater. There's a picture of Adam Rios. Is that, yeah.
4: a, is that a compliment, Adam? No, that so... No,
3: no, he hates Anna <laughs> Navarro. Adam, Adam hates Anna. I love Anna. I think that what... I was akin to that too is you being the person to come on on our Fridays. We love having you here. You're fun. Thank yeah.
4: you. I would like to be on once with, not that I don't want you all here, but I, I want to be on once with Mr. Brayden Bradley. Oh,
3: yeah. Yes. yes. You may get
0: that chance because okay. Ashley's going to be Because I'm leaving.
3: The on... show completely. She <laughs> right. just made her announcement. Right. I'm,
0: I'm putting in my <laughs> <It's> two weeks.
3: Oh no! Today's the Today's <laughs> wow. the last day.
0: Right. I'm putting in my two weeks now. I feel no, no, like no, y'all no, just also- <laughs>
3: I can't believe it. Right, y-
0: don't aunt me. Don't no huh? <laughs> <laughs> Then I won't come around for another
3: twenty to thirty years. Oh my Mad god. Mad as hell
4: the whole time. Mad so as hell. angry.
3: Blaming it on me, calling me the Will Smith saying this this, this young black man forcing me out. Right. You called me difficult throughout <laughs> no, <Thorell. no>, no. <laughs> Listen, listen, I love you. You are not difficult. You are a star and I love having you here. Listen, I also love having I.O. here. Guys, thank you so much (laughs) for joining us for another all new episode of Pride the Podcast. Please remember... You can follow us on social media at Pride the Series, all over the place. You can also email us at pridetheseries at gmail.com. You can also call us at 844-25-PRIDE. <laughs> and you can find me, Darrell Anthony, all over social media. I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram. Also Venmo me, Darrell Anthony. I could use the money.
2: <laughs> I'm Adam Andrew Rios. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Box Wine Poppy with a zero. With balls hanging out. And my Twitter <laughs> is not safe for work. Booty holes. And I haven't gotten to scroll a lot because of, of work, so.
1: Mm,
0: it mm-hmm. might be kind of safe.
2: <laughs> for at least, like, right now. Don't scroll too far now. No, yeah. Right. Out right. of his nasty old social
0: media. Was, Anyways, yeah. you can follow me at Ashley Aaron M on all social media. And you can Venmo me at Ash Aaron M because why not?
3: That's good. Yeah, it's
2: really good. That's really good. What so you nice. Where can the kids find you, the cheerin? The cheerin. Oh, oh the cheerins! <laughs> I am
4: the fabulous spinster at Fab Spinster, That's Instagram and Twitter. Um, <laughs> the tweeters. <laughs> and um, don't Venmo me. Venmo these guys.
0: Oh, thanks, thanks I am. Sis. Anytime, thanks. Put money in our pockets.
3: I just said she didn't need the money. She's saying. That's not. That's exactly I said that, 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 what
0: she said. real Anthony I heard is not Also, let's just a shout out to our. <laughs> To our producer Corey, he just celebrated a birthday. Happy birthday to you, happy
1: birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Corey. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, birthday hallelujah,
0: hallelujah, amen. Corey, we love you. Thank you for joining
2: us (laughs) for another episode. ( tirar)
3: <laughs> we love you guys. Talk to you soon. We're out of
2: here. Bye. 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 Bye.
3: You yep. <laughs> we sounded good. <laughs> Wait,
1: what? sure I want it I think the edible is right. in.